Welcome to the Impact Show. Beyond training, beyond practice, this is the podcast for strength and conditioning coaches, sport coaches, personal trainers, and sports fitness entrepreneurs who want to increase the impact they have on the people around them. And now, here's your host, coach, author, and entrepreneur, Jim Kilbasso. Welcome back to the Impact Show. I'm Jim Kilbasso, and this is the official podcast of the IYCA. And today, um, we're going to get straight to the point, and we're going to jump in with our expert interview today. Uh, I've got somebody who spoke at our our summit just a few weeks ago, and he was fantastic. Um, he uh, he hadn't really been exposed to the IYCA community and the community hadn't been exposed to this guy a whole lot before this time but um, but it was amazing to see the awesome interaction that he had with everybody at the event people gave him just incredible feedback and um, and I'm super excited to have him on the show today this is uh, the, our, our guest is Brett Klicka and he is outside of San Diego, California, and he has been working with young athletes for a long time. We had him on the show before talking about uh, training young athletes, and we talked about his company and his program called Spider Fit Kids. But now that I've gotten to know Brett a little bit better and had him at our conference, um, we decided that we needed to bring him back to talk about getting ready for summer programming. So as everybody knows, you know, getting ready for the summer is something that is absolutely vital to your business, but it's one of those things that people kind of want to put off. But if you put off selling your program before summer hits, summer's going to be gone and you're going to have trouble. Now, if you are not selling summer programs, his tips are going to help you anyway, regardless of what you're doing. Uh, I think you're going to learn a lot from from listening to Brett talk about his tips on how to sell out your summer program. So let's just jump right in, and I'd like to welcome Brett Clicka back to the show. Thanks for coming back, Brett. Thank you, Jim. And by the way, that summit was amazing, the energy you've infused in the IYCA. I mean, I think this crew is on fire. We're going to make huge, huge impact around the world. So this is this is awesome to, to be involved with you and the organization and to be here today. Yeah, the event was incredible, wasn't it? I mean... It was, it was it was sold out. I mean, it was everything from the, the practicals to the – I sat there and took a book full of notes from the other speakers. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. A lot of great people there, a lot of great stories, um, great information, and um, bringing you into the mix to talk about your programming and the way you approach young athletes was, was incredible. The hands-on session that you did got everybody activated and – you know, there were some videos uh, available, you know, that some people put out there with, with some clips, but we're going to have the whole video available pretty soon. So uh, I'm looking forward to being able to, to share your whole presentation and in, in addition to your hands-on where people can kind of watch you in action and see, you know, see how you work and, uh, and kind of get a better feel for the way you do things. So I'm really looking forward to being able to put that out there too. That's awesome. So let's not, we don't need to keep talking about how awesome you were a few weeks ago. Let's talk about how you're going to help people today uh, get ready for the summer. And um, 
this is something that I know you've worked on for a long time because you've you've been through this cycle a lot of times and you've made mistakes just like I have. And I think the plan is for you to kind of share with uh, some of the things that have worked for uh, uh, for you and and how to get people to sell out their summer programming. Yeah. Well, you know, with that, Jim, and where this comes from today, you know, these six steps, is, and I was involved, I've been involved with, with summer camps really for probably 25 years. Uh, I started, I realized that I could make money doing something I loved when I was 16 years old. I didn't have to go help with construction or do anything like that. I could actually do summer sports programs. So I started getting involved with that. Uh, I ended up, you know, going through college. I went to be an intern at the U.S. Olympic Training Center. I got done with that internship. I got hired on as a coach for six months before the Sydney Olympics. I leave there. I meet uh, this this dude, Todd Durkin, uh, right as he's opening Fitness Quest 10. And, and I'm super passionate leaving here and be like, what I want to do is I want to take this experience working with these Olympic athletes, and I want to be the go-to guy in San Diego for you know helping high school kids and helping youth. I was so excited. I had top-notch programming. I could not wait to share this. And I meet Todd. Todd says, hey, why don't you come along? You know, I'm just starting up this company, Fitness Quest 10. Why don't you come and you can run your youth camps through me and I'll help you. And I'm like, hey, this is awesome. So I get there. I have this awesome program. We go over to his house. I mean, I remember brainstorming this awesome, this great thing. And I get there. The first day of the camp, three kids show up with their fingers in their nose. <laughs> These are kids that are, you know, our limited clientele. They had a couple of their kids come out here. I just got, I was so excited. I was going to be this famous local, you know, I'd come from the Olympic training center and, and really realizing, and we gave those kids a great experience over the course of the summer, but in realizing, like, man, we had this great program, but no one knew about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a challenge that, that many people have is, is as, as coaches, man, we're so passionate and we spend all year uh, figuring out, okay, what's the cool programming and what are we going to do here and what are we going to do there? And we figure out all the little details, but we forget to tell our community about it. And if we do tell our community about it, we tell it to them in terms that aren't necessarily relevant to them or we don't address their real needs or concerns. And so over the course of about 15 years directing uh, these summer camps, and, and when I talk about summer camps here, I'm not just talking about summer. Obviously, if you have a facility, if you work with kids, you're working with kids all year round, but let's face it, summer is when we, that's our Black Friday. You know, that's Summer is when we are able to work with kids from essentially sunup to sundown. We can't do that during the school year. Uh, so that's the time that we really need to make our businesses be effective, and that's our biggest time to make an impact on the community. So summer is this ideal time, and so over the years, man, I made so many mistakes, uh, and those mistakes I'll share a little bit today, but one of the biggest ones is always timing. It, it always gets here before you know it, and all of a sudden it's June, and oh, I better start marketing. It's too late. Parents have already made their, uh, their, their decisions. I mean, I'm a parent now, so I'm deciding what my daughter's going to do. I'm not waiting until the middle of June to decide what my daughter's going to do this summer. We've got to come up with our summer vacations. We've got to come up with our... So these are things that... It had to be done ahead. So I can't, eventually, I got smarter. I quit making the mistakes. Uh, and, and I started creating, I got a system for creating these summer camps. And that's what I'm going to share with you today, that all of a sudden we're working on the average summer. We're working with four to 500 kids a wow. week, maybe more. And by the way, this is in a total of 5,000 square feet. Now, in a total of 5,000 square feet, we have office space. We have massage rooms. We have... So there's all kinds of, of efficiency things, the facility, learning how to use the community, um, you know, especially working with teams. And so we're able to really grow these programs. So 
it comes down to it really it comes down to six steps and I want to challenge you. Some of these sound like, well, yeah, duh, you know, that's something. Well, are you doing it? And that's what, that's what killed me for so long is I would listen to, to someone who's done something and start sharing with me the basics, and I'd roll my eyes. And I'd say, well, yeah, of course. Well, but then I realized, wait a minute, am I doing that? Yeah, <laughs> I realized, well, I'm not doing it because I just thought it was so easy, and that, that's so many aspects of our life. Are you doing the simple stuff? Right? Our kids with training, they want to do overspeed training on a band, but they don't know how to skip. You know, it's, it's, that's where, where I'm coming from today. So... First step, uh, and by the way, Jim, I'm going to make this available, so I'm going to just kind of walk people through the six steps here. Hopefully, this turns on some lights in people's head. Hopefully, this, this gives you some insight, some direction, but everything we talk about today, I'm just going to give you the framework and the outline. You can just take this. Uh, Jim will give you a link. Everyone can, can download it, um, and they'll be able to, you'll be able to go through and just fill this out step by step for you and your business so you have a framework to get your butt going because, man, now is the time. And, and if you find it's too late in your community, well, hey, this is what we're going to use for fall because this is the same thing I use for fall programs, spring programs, winter programs, everything. So the first step, and this is one of those that seems like it's a duh step, but have you written down the important dates early in the year. Do you know exactly when school gets out? Do you know exactly when sports teams are required to report? What are the hands-off times where coaches cannot contact their kids? Because even if you can't train a football team during the summer and the, the coach has them all summer, there's going to be a couple weeks where the coaches can't have any contact with them. Well, if I'm you, I'm going to know when those weeks are for all the different school districts in the area uh, so it's writing these things down, preferably you're writing it down early in the year so you can sort of backtrack your marketing thing. So we just have this, write it down. What days, uh, when do they have to report to camp? When, uh, what days and times, if you're working in a facility where you've got other things going on, what days and times are you going to be able to have this influx of kids or influx of people come into your facility? If it's not your own facility, if you're sharing it with personal training, have you had a, that discussion hey, from this date to this date, uh, we're going to be having this camp. Also, payment periods. This is the whole thing. If you just, hey, parents, we have an all-summer-long camp, and yet they have to come in three days a week, how many parents are going to stick around all summer long? And that's something we really learned. So you have to decide, okay, uh, are these going to be four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks, twelve weeks? Personally, after trial and error over the years, we found that four-week uh, Four-week periods because parents thought in terms of one month. Okay, what's June like? Okay, June, we get out of school. July, we have a vacation. Hey, but August, we're going to be here the whole time. So it gives them an idea, and, and that's what we had the most success with. So just something simple. Start by writing down all the important dates. And by the way, this isn't just summer. This is what are the important dates in fall? When does school start? Because that's a change. The whole schedule changes. Parents get on a new schedule. you got to get in there right away if you're going to get on that schedule because once mom or dad starts the, okay, I drop them off at a certain time, I pick them up at a certain time, I do this, I do this, they're going to establish their schedule right out of the gate. So we better be on top of that. We want to get in that schedule. So we need to know when all of these things are for the whole year really, but for summer particularly. So that's the first sort of duh step, but ask yourself, are you doing it? By the way, holidays. Are you writing in holidays? What day does 4th of July happen? When's Memorial Day? When's Labor Day? That's going to impact your camp. That's going to impact pricing. That's going to impact all these things. Don't be caught by surprise. And all of a sudden, it's a Friday. Oh, shoot. Uh, sorry, no camp on Monday because it's 4th of July. 
uh, oh yeah, I owe you all an extra camp day, and that it, that that parents don't like that. Again, I'm a parent now. I don't like it when somebody's funny with my money and and things like that. And so the second step, again, another very simple thing that the age and the demographic that you're going to provide the camp for. You need to write this down. Now, a lot of you are saying, well, yeah, obviously I'm going to do a speed camp for middle school kids. Okay, that's great. But I want you to ask yourself, is there an underserved demographic in your community? One of the, the magic little things that I found is, who do we want to work with? We want to work with elite college athletes, elite high school athletes. It gets us excited. Okay, well, Coach so-and-so says that uh, his athletes or her athletes has to train with the team all summer to, at there's that their school. Okay, I'm out. I can't do that. That happens in high school. It's very hard to capture the whole high school crowd. And it might be different where you live. I know in Southern California, it's almost impossible to capture the high school crowd, particularly if they're a fall athlete. All right. So we know that those are going to be sporadic. And by the way, the high school studs and studettes, they're at promo camps all summer. They're here. They're there. They're the worst Quite frankly, from a business standpoint, they're the worst clients. It's the truth. We're we're running businesses here. We need people in our business. Now, middle school kids, they were great. But middle school kids are starting because they're there. They're not going to camps all summer. But they're starting to get serious about their sports. So they might be with you two weeks and they go off to soccer camp or volleyball camp for a week. And they're tough. But these are the people we're thinking about because we want to be cool. We want to have these high end. Guess who are the kids that aren't going to different soccer camps all summer? The, the younger kids, as we get younger, they're around. They're not going to Dallas for Dallas Cup and soccer. They're not going to football combines. They're not going to these different things. So don't sell yourself short just out of ego and, hey, I'm just going to work with the high school sons. Look at these different things and find, okay, you realize everyone else is battling for these high school studs and studettes. Let them, let them completely cannibalize each other. You step in, go for these younger kids. So Really address also demographic is something that's important. Are you just going for athletes? I'll tell you right now, particularly just even looking at the data, there's a lot fewer athletes than there are kids that just need powerful play. They need, they need recess. They need physical education. So don't be afraid to kind of get away from purely sports performance. Now, obviously, it comes in your marketing message. So, again, Write those things down. Look at, okay, what ages are underserved? Where can I come in and be the go-to person for my community? Now, next, this is where we really get into some details. So we've gone through the first two steps are simple. We're just writing down, like, okay, really, who do I want to work with? When can I work with them? Pretty simple. Now we start to get into some details because this is where, again, for years, I didn't really, I realized I wasn't answering community's need. I was answering sort of just whatever I wanted to do, whatever I wanted to do. I want to do this camp because this is what I know. Well, instead of saying, okay, what is my community telling me? First thing you need to do to figure this out, write down, start with five, but write down as many as you can. You know those questions that parents ask that annoy you, that you feel, oh, you should know that. Like it, They come up to you and they say, hey, well, uh, how, is creatine like steroids? Uh, I heard creatine steroids, and my kids think about creatine, but I don't want to do steroids. Okay, and you listen to that; it's a ridiculous question. But no, that's a question. If you provide an answer to in your marketing, or if you're going to have a, if you know that you've been asked that twenty times, guess what? You just got a great idea for a blog. You got a great idea for a free 
um, parent night or something like that. Well, guess what you're going to be doing in these free blogs and free parent nights? You're going to be giving great information, and then you're going to be telling them about your what you have during the summer or other times of the year. So write down these questions too because if you get a thousand questions on, okay, my kid has knee pain or they're having growing pains, and you find out that that's the number one question you get, I could have a class on a uh, getting rid of knee pain or uh, middle school flexibility because as kids start to do that growth velocity in middle school, flexibility is a major issue. Every parent's going to say that. So maybe you have in the evenings a flexibility class because then you are going to get those high school kids that you usually wouldn't get because they're in football or volleyball or whatever. You're going to get them. So so th- what is your community asking for? What do they really need? So stop telling and actually listen. And it's amazing what you'll find. You might find uh, yoga for football players, uh, Pilates for – I mean, it's it's look at these questions and create answers through your services, create answers to the questions. Next, buzzwords. And you know what? We hate these buzzwords of strength and conditioning coaches, these, these trendy words. But guess what? That's the language that people understand in a the community. They don't understand the term, well, we use a velocity, we use a conjugated Bulgarian, uh, conjugated Russian training. That might mean a lot to us and our colleagues. That means nothing to the mom or dad driving the minivan to soccer practice or, or whatever it is. So what are, write down 20 buzzwords. Just what means something to them? So if you talk to a parent, uh, we want that uh, quick twitch. We want that quick twitch muscle. Okay, that sounds silly to us, but guess what? That's the language they speak. So what are some of these buzzwords that, that are used in your community that you could use to create a message that your community understands? Uh, the, the get, I called this the get five. Uh, with my coaches, when I had, at one point we had eight, I had eight coaches working with me and creating these camps and up to 15 interns. And we, I call it the get five. And so what we would do is we kept a list of local influencers and, and you keep a list, you know, first name, last name, email address, phone number, what organization they're with. And we just kept this database. If someone had a break, including myself, if they had a break between clients, it was, I called it get five, get five new names and email addresses, phone numbers and organizations of these contacts or contact five of these people, organizational resources, and offer them. We have our, we had our template for a free program or offering or something like that, but it's kind of a cold call thing, but yep, you're a business. You have to get your name out. Even if they say no, your name now is in their sites. Then all of a sudden they see a banner. Then all of a sudden they see your facility. Then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden they're a customer of yours. So use that time, whether it's get five, get three, whatever it is, use those off times to just build a database of these are the people in the local community that are influencers. They might not be coaches. There could be a physician that every kid goes to. They're the local physical pediatric physical therapist. They're the local pedi- uh, orthopedic that, that works on uh, knee injuries. But who are these influencers that you could get a relationship who essentially are going to say, hey, you need to get kids. It might be a loudmouth parent. It could be an influential teacher. But knowing who these, these people are. Now, this, this next one, make sure, if you haven't written anything down, write this down. What are the competing programs in your area? Write them down. You need to know these people as well as you know your own business, and here's why. Most parents 
And this is so frustrating because when I was doing these camps at Fitness Quest 10, you'd think that, okay, we would have every who's who in the NFL inside of our gym. I mean, if you came in, you could meet Drew Brees, LaDainian Todd, and you name it. It was crazy. We had celebrity coaches and trainers, people that, that were all throughout the industry. People know who they are and things like that. A parent would still be, oh, yeah, you know, my kid's going to, there's a guy next to my house that comes out and he comes to the field. And you just, you, you go berserk. You're, <laughs> like, but, but at the end of the day, you start to find out, like, okay, these competitors, you find out, well, this competitor, their programs are inferior. They don't have, but they're two minutes from someone's house. So then you start to realize, wait a minute. That seems to be one of the most important things in our area is proximity. Yeah. You might realize that. So you say, okay, well, then how do we market better? Okay, we're going to own the three miles around our gym. We're going to own it. I'm going to go door to door and drop off flyers, like whatever it's going to take. But also when you're talking to parents, you go to, you go to one of your client's sports games. You say, oh, yeah, well, I have a facility. I have a program. Oh, well, my kid goes to, to so-and-so. The worst thing you can do from a professional standpoint, your reputation is talk poorly about whatever. Oh, they're going there. Oh, yeah. Well, they're bad. Like they're that the guy's a cheater. That that's the worst thing you can do. Nothing looks weaker than doing that. What you need to do is beforehand. You need to know your competition. You need to take notes on what do you have that they don't, and don't say we get results because that's what your competition is going to say. That is that you better get results. Let's not even talk about that. How is your program different? What are three things that you could say right away that you actually are complimentary? Oh, I know them. Yeah, he's a, yeah they got a great program over there. Yeah, our program is geared towards we, we kind of tie in the, the whole life skills thing with that or we're very focused on X and X and we have or we have a, a two to one coach to athlete ratio. I can tell you right now when we had eight coaches and 15 interns, I mean, we're talking like a three to one coach to athlete ratio. I mean, it was, it was amazing. So that's something that we could really talk about. We could talk about a developmental. So there's things that we could talk about, but it needs to be in the, that's why you need to write down these buzzwords. It needs to be in the parent's language. So be ready to tell a parent or be able to communicate, how is your program different than the person down the street? Because I will tell you this, proximity is probably the number one thing. It's going to frustrate all of us. Proximity is probably the number one thing that's going to help a parent decide. And we can criticize, but guess what? I just signed my daughter up for dance lessons. You know what my number one criteria was? What's the closest dance lessons place? I honestly, I don't even know if her teacher's ever danced before. I, I, I hate to say that, but I didn't even look. I just know it's a half mile from my house, and it doesn't impact my Saturday that much. I, I'm going to say it because I'm a parent. So, But I do know that when I take her to like a gymboree, then they have this program and this thing set up. I know it's unique. It's the only place I can get that type of work. They've convinced me that it's so important. I, I drive way further. I drive on the other side of my community to take her there because I've been, I've been convinced that it is different. And it's language that I as a parent understand. They didn't use a bunch of insider words. It's something that I understand. So that's something that, that I'm, I'm able to understand. And when you're describing the difference of your business – don't say, well, we have uh, eight squat racks, you know, or I have, what is the benefit? Talk about the benefits, not the features. If you know anything about marketing, if you say, hey, my program has speed cords, agility ladders, 
Uh, it's 60 minutes long. We have great coaches. Well, those are all features of your program. Those are all little components. Those little those are buttons your program has. But what are the benefits? We have a, a three to one coach ratio, so we're able to truly individualize with your son or daughter. I mean, that's a benefit. Uh, so so make sure that you're always you're not just saying, hey, we have experienced coaches. Well, what does that mean? Don't assume that parents understand what that means. So always outline those benefits. So again. When we learn how to ask these questions, create language our community understands, learn how to differentiate ourselves in the marketplace, then all of a sudden we're answering a community's needs. So the parent, when we're listening, all of a sudden we've been listening all along. We say, "Hey, community, maybe you didn't. You maybe you knew it, maybe you didn't, but you've been asking for this all year long. Here it is. Let so and so's speed jubilee go nuts." But hey, I've got you've been asking for a, a middle school uh, flexibility class. I have that from seven to eight at night, and that just happens to be while I have my adult yoga class. I know, crazy, right? Well, it's got to start thinking like that. Okay, so next, now that we we've got a pretty good take on our community, we know who we're marketing to, we've listened to our community. Now we got to create some marketing content. And don't think of marketing content as a slick trick to get people in your doors. Marketing content is establishing yourself as an expert, creating value and solving problems. And really, you create value by solving problems. So if I'm going to, the worst thing you can do is be silent all year, and then right before your camps, it's, I have camps, sign up, sign up, sign up, today, 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 you get one of those blow-up things like at a used car dealership. It, that's, that's, what a, that's what a lot of us, that's what I did for probably the first three years of me creating camps was silence, 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 hey, camps, 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 camps. Well, people are like, well, where were you all year? Like, you just, it, you just want money from me. But if I start creating content, I've looked at these buzzwords. I got appropriate vocabulary. It means something. If, if 50 parents have talked to me about quick twitch muscles, guess what? I'm putting that into my, my marketing content. And by say marketing content, it might be a blog that goes up on Facebook. If my community has a local community Facebook page, I'm creating a free, everybody gets it blog. I'm going to look at and also, when it comes to your marketing, when you're creating your flyers or your Facebook page for your camps or, or whatever it is, what's your promise? What are you promising? If I'm a parent and I'm going to come, come do something, well, as a business, what is your promise? Well, I'll, I'll uh, work with your kids and I'll get them faster. Okay, that's, that's a good promise. Can we come up, now that we've listened to parents' needs, now we listen to your community needs, can you come up with a higher level promise that might hit them emotionally? Uh, we'll turn your, you know, uh, we help the transition into adulthood. I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but uh, some of the things that, that we use our promises was uh, we'll make leaders. And, and that was it. We make leaders. That was across the top of it. And everybody's like, speed camp, speed camp. We make leaders. Wait a minute. How do you, how do, you do this? I'm going to go ahead and read the rest of, of what's here. So what promise can you make, again, in your conversation with parents, what have you been hearing? Because we like to hear words like speed, agility, and quickness because that's what we do all day. But is that all parents are talking about? I know that parents uh, talk about on-field confidence. We found they were talking about leadership. They were talking about uh, you know, personal responsibility. They were talking about all these different things that I wasn't hearing because I wanted to hear these other things. But when I stopped and really said, whoa, got this better conversation going – 
I started, and you start to make better promises. So when you're creating too in this marketing content, so if I'm creating a flyer for a camp or a Facebook page or whatever it is, here's how, uh, here's how parents take in information. If you're a parent, you know this to be true. Put in your parent hat for a moment. Uh, and I got this from John Berardi. He's the, he's the founder of Precision Nutrition. He was talking to me one day. He's like, Brett, he's like, when you create a flyer for a parent, you got to think like, they're driving a minivan with the stereo on. All the seats are full of kids. They got a hot coffee between their knees. They're in traffic and they're trying to change the video in the back seat with their kid and their phone just rang. He's like, that's how parents are taking in information. So if you create this text. I think, I think John was watching me uh, pretty much every, every weekday of my life. <laughs> right? I mean, and, that, and that's, and that's me too. And so, I backed away from all this. Our flyers turned into a promise, obviously logo, promise, probably three bullet points, huge picture that, that showed some local something so I could see it was local, huge picture, website. That's it. If you got into any more than that, you completely lose it. So you start seeing those little, those little things that are, that are so important. Now the promo, hopefully... Everyone here is, understands the importance of free events and free promos. What I, would, what I found in the pattern of signups for our summer camps and all other camps was that I would put these, I would start in, in April, sort of creating this conversation, getting free content out, really getting people wrapped around the idea of summer. When I say free content, it has nothing to do with, hey, summer camp, summer camp, summer camp. It's Here's, uh, here's three exercises you can do for knee pain for 13-year-olds. Here's this. Here's that. So parents start to say this is, this is kind of cool, and we sort of ease them into the message of, hey, we can actually work with your kid all summer instead of just sending you these, these little things. So parents would, even though we'd offer 20% off if they signed up in April, they would wait until about, I would think, if the summer's a failure. No one's signing up. This is going to be the worst summer ever. About... June 1st, all of a sudden, it's just a complete influx. Well, so then I would say, wait a minute, I'm going to get a concentration of signups. So I'm going to have a free camp for summer in April. Parents are not wrapping their head around summer that aggressively in April. I would have it the week before, the weekend before a free camp, because then they go through the free camp and they know they got to sign up right then. And so I would, we'd market this free camp. We'd get 50 kids to show up to the free camp. 40 of them would sign up for summer camp. And the same, the funny, if you do free camps, you start to notice the same 10 people that do just show up and never sign up for anything. They literally are just farming free stuff. That's fine. They're going to evangelize. You're going to, it's going to help your business at the end. But make sure you're doing it. And at, the, at those free events, don't just give out the flyer that says, hey, my camp, my camp, my camp. Send the kids, send the parents home with something valuable. Here's a here's a little packet on at-home flexibility. Always creating value. Your competition is not doing that. They're not. They're saying, sign up, sign up, sign up. Uh, give me a check, give me a check, give me a check. They're taking wadfuls of cash and checks, put it in their pocket and fields. That's what your competition is doing. What are you doing that's better than that? And don't say Russian conjugate training. Don't say, oh, we have velocity. That's not what parents see. Parents see more than that. Right, then when you create branded content, so whatever your business is, create this content and you get it onto Facebook or you get it onto whatever is, is your main outlet where you get the most traction, 
Create all year long. Become that lighthouse. Become that place that if parents have a question, they're going to go to you, even if they're not in your programs. They're going to go to you because then they go and sit at the volleyball game. They sit at the basketball game. And they start to say, oh, yeah, have you been to this page? It's awesome. They got videos. They got this. They got that. They'll mark it for you. So make sure that you have branded content. Don't just do it before the summer. Start now. Be consistent. And knock it out to where you have it all year long. Okay, so those that's how we create the right type of marketing content. We listen to our community. What do they want? Create good, concise places they can go. And then create cool stuff where it's not just, hey, take this flyer. Create value so they want to read your stuff. They want to continue to go to your resources. And I know if you're busy, if you own a business, you're looking and saying, Brett, when do I do this stuff? And you tell me you need to do this. And you do. What you do is you take a Saturday and you write five blogs. And if they're for parents, they can't be more than a page long. So you write five pages. On Sunday, you shoot 20 short video clips. All right, so you got five blogs, five video clips. You took two days. You knocked it out. You don't have to worry about it for a while now. So you just got to start thinking instead of being like, oh, man, today I got to write a blog. Oh, today I got to shoot video. Do it. Take a couple days. Knock it out. Uh, personally for me, when I do videos, I try not to do any less than 20 uh, and they're all very short. It takes a while to get them done. And then in six weeks, I shoot another 20, six weeks, I shoot another 20 blogs go. I try to do two in a weekend. And it's, so it's just, you get into these, if I'm on an airplane, I'm blogging, which I live on airplanes. So I'm blogging a lot. So it's, it's all those different things that you can do. All right. So that's step four. Now, step five, again, you're going to roll your eyes, administration. Believe it or not, and, and again, as a parent, I'm looking at administration. If I go and somebody wants money from me, my guard is up the entire time. You want my credit card number? How are you taking that credit card number? Where is it stored? Well, I want to feel 100% confident about every aspect of this transition. If we're standing out of the field, if you can't avoid money transactions on a field, if you can do it online, if you can do it, I understand some businesses, however your business is set up, um, it, that might be a challenge. But if you can avoid taking wads of cash and checks in a field, if you can have someone deal with that at a central facility, if you can have it done online, it just plays better with a parent. Also, your sign-up process needs to be seamless. It's abs Again, if you can automate this online, where they go through and talk about looking professional. It's not necessarily extremely expensive to do that, but if you can have people through Facebook, then just go to your online and sign up there. That's awesome. Now, if you're doing it through your facility, make sure that if you have a front desk person, they should know it inside and out. If, if you work at a place where it's not just a sports performance, let's say, uh, and that was me in doing, we had, I mean, sports performance is a very small aspect of, of fitness class 10 I and mean, we had yoga pilates and adult training and 50 different services so the front desk people i would have to make sure i had a meeting a month before marketing content went out so that they understood it front and back because if i'm a parent i'm about to give you 250 bucks for a month or whatever it is and hi this is so and so yeah i'm here to sign up for the summer camp oh when's that oh <laughs> we have a summer oh yeah that's right we have a summer camp hold on right away i'm like i'm not giving you any money like I'm, I'm feeling sketchy. I'm not excited about giving you any money. So it's, it's understanding, okay, you got your dates, you got your stuff. Don't send out or release your marketing content until your administration is put together. If you have a front desk, they need to be 100% on board with everything. They need to understand 
okay, what's your policy? What's your pricing? And then that's the number one question I get, by the way, when people email me is, well, how do you do your pricing? Well, I can't, I'm in Southern California. I know my market. It's going to be completely different from where you're at. Look at your competition, decide where you're going to be placed within that competition and create a, create a competitive price point. Don't lowball. Don't be the lowest price point in your area. Do not do that because the only way to go from there is down. Uh, if, if most people, the safest thing is to come in the middle. Now, if you truly believe you can prove your value and you've got the bells and whistles and the reputation and you're going to knock these people out with value, be the highest price thing in the area. I'm all about it, but don't do that irresponsibly because you've got a business. So decide on your pricing. Also, beforehand, know what your policy is going to be for missed camps. Know what your policy is going to be for holidays. Know what your policy is going to be. A parent comes in and says, hey, I have three kids. Do you offer, a, do you offer any sort of uh, discount if I have multiple kids? The more you stand there and say, um, well, let's do this. They're like, well, my friend came in last week. You give him 20%. You're giving me 15%. Oh, okay. No, totally. Totally forgot about that. I'm sketch. I'm not stoked on giving you my money. I might do it that time, but if the guy down the street or the gal down the street has their act together and I go in and it's a seamless transition, they look professional. They look. My wife and I are doing a meal service right now. The last meal service, it was like all over the place. We go in, we give money. There's this new one is just streamlined. We pay online. We go in, we pick it up. They got a mint after our meal. Yeah, they got a mint put in there after our meal. We're sticking with that. So it's just, what is your administration to a parent? Because remember, with summer camps, here's what's weird about summer camps. If I'm selling that adult boot camp, I'm selling straight to the adults that are going to be in that camp. If I'm selling a summer kids camp, I'm selling it kind of to the parent who then sort of sends it down to their kid. Now, in high school, it's a little bit different, but we know that most of us, high school isn't going to be the most kids we get. So the younger kids, the parent sees it. Hey, this sounds cool. Hey, you know what? What do you think of this? They say that to the kid. So understand that that's how it goes. So parents are extremely important in this process, and administration is how you look like a professional business. All right. So last step, distributing. So now that you know that if you send this stuff out there and a wildfire starts and everyone calls to sign up, you got a seamless system. You're ready to rock. You know they call. You're like, okay, I got my forms. I got this. I got that. I know how to take credit cards. I know. Every possible scenario, okay, your kid's going to be gone for two days. We prorated this, blah, blah, blah. You figured out everything. So once we distribute it, this is who you distribute it to because we can sit there and say, well, how do I get it out? Just go post it on you know, flagpoles or, or electric poles. Well, look and see every adult that you work. Let's say you just work with adults. You don't even have that many kids. You're, you're at a personal training facility. Well, odds are an adult has a kid. So obviously we want to distribute it to them. But if you work with a kid and you have not had a conversation with their sports coach yet, you are missing out on a major opportunity. And it's not a, hey, kid, what's your coach's name? And then you call the coach and say, hey, I want to work with your team. It doesn't work that way. It's, hey, who's your coach? Send the coach an email. By the way, this is one of the most successful things that I've ever done. Send the coach an email. Hey, I'm working with so-and-so. I just want to introduce myself. I'm working with so-and-so from your team. What are some things that – give me some coaches insight. I, I talk to the parent, but I always like to talk to the coach. What are some insight things? Here's the thing. That coach has got to get back to you. They know. They feel guilty if they don't because they, I, I ask them a coaching question. I'm not a business person. I, I ask them a coaching question. 
So then they, they get back to you. You start a conversation. You say, hey, by the way, I'd love to, to help you with your team. I'll come out and do a free demo for your team. You're out there. You don't just leave them with a, a thing for your summer. You leave them with a, uh, a thing on if you're working with uh, women's softball players. Okay, well, here's – oh, I just want to leave this with you. Achilles injuries and uh, shoulder injuries. I just want to leave this with you. Um, it's you know shoulder injuries in the female athlete. I just want to leave this blog and – these videos with you. I just nail, I just hit them up with so much value. Like, Oh my gosh, how can I, how can I work with you? So again, that's how we distribute it. We make these points of contact and we distribute it. Another thing too is where do the people in your community get their information? If you're going to spend money on Facebook advertising, are the people in your community active on Facebook? I mean, are you in a younger community, older community? Where do they get their information? I know that where I'm at, we have a, a local newsletter. That it's a hard copy newsletter that people read in our community. Maybe they don't do that in other communities. They read that. So it was worth our money to put advertisements in that because that's a major thing for our community. Uh, other places people want, there's a Starbucks. Everyone goes to. Well, I'm going to make sure I got that up. The local sports field where everyone goes. I've done every type of over-the-top gorilla. I've gone and put – I'm the guy that if you, if, if you came to our community, yep, I'm the guy putting – flyers on your car because I want to grow my programs. There's nothing I, and I don't just want to grow my programs because I want to be rich. I believe that I can change your kid's life and I need you to listen to me on this. I I need you to listen to me here because I really believe. And by the way, that's the only thing that would get me up at at six o'clock in the morning to drive 15 miles to go to a, a sports field where I know there's the biggest tournament in town and put these things on in cars. It wasn't that, oh, well, if I do this, I'll make this money. It was, I, no, I'm the person that can do it. My, our programs, I believe so much in this changing your kid's life, not just the sports life, but that. You got, I, I just trust me on this. Hear me out. I, I can help change your life. So that's where that comes from. But getting it, getting it through there and knowing how your community, maybe there's a local physician that everyone goes to. Maybe there's a local whatever it is. Well, hopefully they're written down on your sheet of local influencers. Hopefully you've created an awesome relationship with them. And so they're an endorser. There's someone that tells people about your camps. Hopefully you have like 30 of these people that do that. So creating those relationships. And finally, once you got everybody, you've gone through this whole process, you got them ready to sign up, they've signed up, don't leave them hanging. The worst thing that can happen is they sign up in May, and the next thing they hear from you is the first day of, of your camp. As soon as people would sign up, they'd start getting emails on, hey, thank you for joining us. This is what you can expect this summer. These are some things you might want to think about before summer. Here's a blog on hydration that we did. Here's our five steps to better hydration. Here's a video on three snacks you can do during the summertime. So you're hitting them up with value. And then the day before the camp starts, they're getting, hey, so excited for tomorrow. Make sure you bring this, meet here, all the little things that they need to do. Make sure that that's squared away. But communicate with the parents. Again, when I look at the programs my daughter is involved in, I know exactly which ones. If worse came to worse, we had to cut them all. I know which ones would be the last to be cut. And those come down to the administration, how professional do I feel they are, and B, how well do they communicate with me? How, well, how much do I know about what she's doing when I drop her off? How much do I know about how she's doing, what you're doing, what your plan is? Um, after I give you money, are you just like, oh, thanks for the money, I'm going to are you following up with me? So those are the things that, those are the steps. So really, again, 
Start by writing down important dates. And that's one of those duh things, but make sure you have all of them. Second, age and demographic. Well, who's underserved? Where do you have the greatest opportunities to make the, the biggest impact? Three, answer your community needs. Have you listened to your community? Have you really truly listened or have you just told your community what you want to do? And when we do that, we have to settle for, for subpar uh, levels of impact in our community and subpar businesses. Fourth thing, make sure that when we create our marketing content, we're not creating just purely blasts on, hey, come see me. How are you going to create value? How are you going to create things that people will read, people will consume, and, and really create value and position you as an expert? Administration, that fifth step, it's not fun at all. Without administration, you don't have a business. So make sure that your administration is locked down. Finally, six, when you distribute it, hopefully you've created through everything you've created these relationships. Use these relationships, coaches, parents. They use the expert, so use them. Use them to, dis- to get your message out there. And again, this comes from the belief that you have, it, the best thing you can be is an antidote to a village's disease. I mean, see, it is like, I have the antidote. That's what your problem is. And their problem, yeah, they want their kids to do good at sports, but if you can start hitting a little bit deeper, and that comes from your promise, man, that, and that's when we went from, okay, we had four or five kids to, we had to start renting local field space because we just could not, we had to contract with schools to use their facilities. We had to, to start branching out because we could, we, we had so many things going on at, at the time that we would have to do that. So, for all those six steps, and, and I would say this, the ones that sound like the least fun or the least interesting to you, those are the exercises our, our clients hate to do, and we make them do. Those are the ones, the ones you hate to do the most. Odds are that's, those are the ones holding you back from growing your business, impacting more kids, and really completing your mission. So I challenge you, the more boring, the more mundane any of those sound and, and and all those that you own a business and been successful, fire up and do them, do them first. I love the way you finish because my follow-up question to you on all of this was, but Brett, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> and before, I, before you could even let me say that, you pretty much addressed it and just said, fire up and do it. Because that is the bottom line, man. I just took pages of notes, and it's funny. Like, so many of these things are like, yeah, I, I did that, but am I am I still doing it? And, you know, or, or yeah, I did it a little bit, but, um, but man, uh, does everybody on my staff know how to answer that question or just some people, you know? And, and it's, this stuff's hard, but it, it all makes a huge difference. And, you know, I think that this, that this information is not just, like you said, it's not just for the summer. It's also not just for sports performance facilities. This is pretty much for any business. Um, maybe, you know, you have to tweak some of these things, but having, making sure that your message is clear and that you're doing, you know, you're, uh, being an authority, creating value, solving problems and having everybody on your staff know, um, what's going on. And I mean, this is just that that was fantastic. Oh, thanks. I'm glad. And the reason I'm passionate about this, because when I really look at the true struggles that, that most people are having that I know that w- would keep me up at night in, in this industry, 
very rarely was it programming. You know, the, the practical piece was programming. You know, I was always trying to tweak that. But as long as, how do I, man, I got a message. I got to get this message out there and, and I want to help people. And I'm just, I just never felt like I was helping enough people. And then when I started to realize, wait a minute, this is the way I can actually help more people. If I'm committed to helping more people, I need to be committed to this stuff. As soon as I went ahead and said, okay, I'm in, I'm committed to this. That's when everything changed. Yeah. You know, I think what I'm going to have to do is, you know, we're going to air this as six steps to selling out your summer program. And then in, oh, I don't know, maybe July, I'll re-release it and call it six steps to selling out your fall program. And then in October, I'll re-release it again and say six steps to selling out your winter program. Because this stuff, all you have to do is do this stuff consistently and then put out your offers. And uh, it's great stuff. Man, as always, uh, you have you have over-delivered. And um, I think everybody listening to this is going to appreciate it. And, you know, even if they don't do every single thing you just talked about, um, doing a couple of them is going to move them in the right direction, and that's that's really important. That's the key. Brett, simple. Yeah, it's simple. Brett, man, thank you again. Um, thanks for contributing to the success of everybody that is that is part of our community, and uh, I can't thank you enough, brother. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for listening to The Impact Show. We're glad you're joining us on this journey of making an impact on the people around you. Please visit us at jimkilbasso.com for more information and ideas to increase your impact. And of course, we hope you subscribe to our podcast to enjoy more tips, stories, and advice from our industry's leaders.